Extraordinary Talk Show, a show to help you understand yourself and the world from a new perspective, and in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for the Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another Monday on the Extraordinary Talk Show with your host, Della Hill. I want you guys to know if you... There are many ways to experience this show or really any of the amazing talk shows that we have on Radio St. George 100.3. You can check out The Extraordinary Talk Show on the YouTube channel, The Extraordinary Talk Show. You can also listen live on the air. You can also check out Facebook, either live or later. And all of these shows, including The Extraordinary Talk Show, are broadcast on Podbean and Spotify across many podcast platforms. So welcome to the show. Today I want to talk to you about what is possible for you that you have never considered before. And that, guys, is so much bigger than you can even imagine. We have a tendency to limit ourselves, and not just tendency, we have a a devastating addiction to limiting ourselves. And Please don't think that I have overcome that because I'm still with you guys trying to learn, not just trying, learning how to overcome that, how to expand myself, my beliefs, and what is possible for me in my life. One thing I understand is if you're trying to manifest something, if you're trying to bring something into your life and it isn't coming, there's two main reasons. One is that you don't believe you're worthy of it. And that is a big, big deal. And we've talked about that a lot. And I'm sh- we will continue to talk about that. That's an ongoing subject that we talk about here on the show. The other reason that you're not manifesting what it is that you want to manifest is likely that you don't believe it's possible for you. I had this conversation with a friend last week. She is wanting to find a better house to live in, a nicer house to live in, a newer, better situation for herself and her family. And what she has isn't bad, but she just wants better. Her family's kind of growing out of the place that they've been in. And we were talking about what kind of house she wants and what things would be great for her to have come together for that house to be perfect. And I kind of was throwing out some options. Well, this could happen and this could happen. And she kind of shook her head and said, right, like those things are going to happen. And I said, sweetie, if you don't believe that those things could happen, That is what is holding you back from getting your house. You have to believe that anything could happen. It never occurred to me that I could go to lunch on the beach and meet my musical hero's backup singer. I would not have thought, if you'd asked me, is that possible? I don't know. I guess I would have said it's possible, but it certainly wasn't likely, and yet it happened. So you need to consider all of the ways that a thing can happen. When you're trying to manifest something, you might have a a line in your head of how you believe that's going to come about. And the funny thing is that those lines are the map that we lay out for ourselves of how a thing is going to happen. It rarely follows that map. And in my experience, it's better if it doesn't because the universe at large the source of all that is, has a better understanding of how to bring me exactly what I want in the best way possible than I have. So I've learned to, if I can, if I can even see a map of how I'm going to get from wanting to having, not to hold too tight to that. Because there's often better options, 
better possibilities that didn't occur to me. Anytime we are about to make a choice, anytime a thing is about to happen, anytime they're about to pull the lottery numbers, just before that action is taken, we hold ourselves in a state of superposition. And I love the idea of superposition because in this moment, in this moment, I want you to picture, I don't know if you've ever bought a lottery ticket and turned on the television to watch the lottery balls get pulled, right? Imagine yourself in that moment with them on the screen about to pull the lottery balls and imagine the other thousands of people who also have bought a ticket for that lottery that are also sitting there waiting for the ticket, waiting for the balls to get pulled, waiting to find out if there is a winner and if that winner is you. In that moment, before the balls are pulled, that is a perfect moment of superposition. That is a moment when anything can happen. When any one of those thousands of people who bought a ticket have the potential to win it. And if you want to get kind of really out there and consider that there is a potential timeline for every possible occurrence, then on that theory, there is a timeline in which every single one of those people who bought a lottery ticket actually wins it. And wouldn't it just be fun if you just happened to be on the timeline where you were the one that won? And the only thing you really have to do in order to do that is to match the vibration of that timeline and you winning. But stepping back, in that moment of superposition, anything is possible. And there is, if you want to go with that theory, a timeline where you win. Why not be on that timeline? Some things seem impossible. It might seem impossible for you to win the lottery because the odds are so out there. However, if it is possible according to the odds, then the odds are in your favor. And I've heard other people say that, in fact, my teacher Dolores Cannon says, sometimes the impossible just takes a little bit longer to do. Everything is possible. Even you've seen it where someone has taken the word impossible and they put a break between I am and possible. So it says, I'm possible. I love the idea of of superposition because at any moment, anything could happen. Right here, right now, in this moment where you're sitting listening to this or watching this wherever you are, it is possible that a bundle of money could fall out of the sky and hit you on the head. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, it might hurt your head. Everything is possible. I'm not saying it's likely, but it's possible. And if it's possible, the odds are in your favor. If it's not possible, then the odds aren't in your favor. But like I said, sometimes the impossible just takes longer. If it's possible, the odds are in your favor. It doesn't matter how slim the odds are. If it's possible, they're in your favor. You probably are familiar with the idea of Schrodinger's cat, that Schrodinger puts this cat 
or it's theoretically into a box with a poison. And if the cat is subjected to the poison, he will die. But because he's in the box, we have no idea if he is alive or if he's not alive. Thus, we have a state of superposition where anything is possible. We don't know the answer until we actually look at it. However, science has shown us that our attention to the situation changes the outcome. They've studied atoms, and we're talking not just micro, but actually macro, things that are tangible, things that we can touch and play with in this life, in, this, in our labs. And what they found is that the atoms that they watched, that they played with, that they studied, that they worked with, deteriorated more slowly than those that were not being focused on. The atoms that were receiving attention responded differently. So realize just if something is possible, it's like that scene in in Dumb and Dumber when she tells him that he doesn't have much of a chance with her and he says, but do I have one in a million? And she says, yeah, you have one in a million. And he says, yes, I've got a chance. It's one in a million, but it's possible. And he's so excited about that possibility that it just maybe could. And that's what you got to focus on. But by focusing on it, the outcome will change. Now, how do you make the outcome change in your favor? That's a very good question. You have to think of, see, focus on the outcome that you want with a happy, positive, loving vibration and resonance. When you think about that thing, you need to feel happy, pleasant, positive emotions. If you think about that thing that you want so much and you have a feeling of need, a feeling of must have, a feeling of desperation at all, or a feeling of fear, it's going to push that thing away from you instead because then what you're focusing on is the want of the thing, not actually the thing. So in order to bring that thing to you, when you think of it, focus on happy feelings. Think about how nice it's going to feel to have that. And go ahead and let yourself feel those feelings. Fear is a really, really funny thing. And fear is an illusion that we create for ourselves and and we do it to ourselves. But consider sometimes the possibilities themselves can be scary. And that sounds silly, but I say this to you from a position of having been there. Of I've been, especially when I very, very first started meditating, and sometimes even now, I'm, I'm not immune to it. There's times when I'm thinking about what it is that I'm dreaming of, what it is that I want to visualize. When I'm trying to, to manifest my dream life and my dream world, and I want to picture my life, say, a year or three years in the future as I want it to be, sometimes the idea of doing that can be a little bit terrifying. Because what if I dream of something and, and then it doesn't happen, but I've got my hopes up, so then it's even more devastating. If I don't dream of it and it doesn't happen, I haven't lost anything. No big deal. On the other hand, if I, if I dream of it and get my hopes up and then it doesn't happen, that can be a big deal. That can be really hard. So sometimes we're afraid to even dream. 
but it is by attention to a thing that the outcome changes. So if you want your outcome of your life, one year, three years, 10 years, 30 years from now to change, you must focus attention on that outcome and consider, consider the possibilities. So one thing that gets scary when you're envisioning your future is you also think, okay, I'm, I'm envisioning this. I'm envisioning this thing. I'm envisioning this house. I'm envisioning this relationship. I'm envisioning this amount of freedom. But we tend to daydream somewhat specifically. We see things in a, in a certain picture, a certain frame, a certain, a certain idea. And the thing is, the possibilities are so abundant and so endless that the one thing that we imagined is only one teeny, teeny, tiny eyelash of a fraction of what the possibilities really are. But sometimes once we finally get the courage to dream, to have that daydream, to see that picture in our head, then sometimes we hold on to that picture so tightly that we don't give the universe at large the freedom to give it some wiggle room and make it even better. Consider the possibilities. To me, this makes it easier to dream and visualize because I can tell myself when I sit down to visualize, when I sit down to daydream what my life is going to be like in three years, it's, I'm not writing a contract. I'm not signing something that I have to hold up to and it has to look like this, that I'm only imagining one possibility and the possibilities are unlimited. So this is one possibility as I dream of my life three years in the future. I wonder how much better it could even be than the one that I'm imagining. But I also know, and I'm going to remind you, even to do that, you have to remember that you are worthy to have these things come true for you. One, another thing that makes it difficult to embrace the possibilities is to... Pardon one second, water break. Is to deal with uncertainty because Tony Robbins talks about the six human primary needs of life. And I'm not going to go into all six of them, but two of them are certainty and uncertainty. Can also be stated as variety and consistency. We like our consistency. We like our certainty. On the other hand, we like variety and we like uncertainty. For example, you might say, how do you want both? Don't you have that friend that you love to hang out with because you know he's going to say something that's going to make you laugh your butt off? And you have that certainty that that friend is going to make you laugh. You also have the uncertainty of not knowing what it is he's going to say. And so you really enjoy hanging out with that friend because he gives you both certainty and uncertainty. It's just like when you watch your favorite movie over and over again. It has that sense of familiarity. And yet there's an, a little bit of uncertainty because there might be something that you didn't notice before. You might get a joke or see something, how things connect that you didn't see before. There's always a potential for uncertainty. The problem with that is that we humans don't like change. We like to have good things in our lives. And nobody blames us for wanting good things in our lives, right? Don't we all want good things in our lives? 
But then when we get something, and we've talked before about everything is neutral until we decide that it is good or bad. So a thing comes into our life and we go, this is a good thing. We assign that that is a good thing. And because it's a good thing, we want to hold onto it. Good thing, good thing, good thing. And not letting that go. Good thing, good thing, good thing. Better hold on tight. Good thing, good thing, good thing. This might be the best thing that's going to come to us. So we better never, ever let it go. And then that good thing actually becomes a bad thing because it's preventing you from receiving other good, better, wonderful things. Does that make sense? We love our certainty so much that it's uncomfortable for us to give it up. What we need to do is get comfortable with uncertainty. We need to get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where growth happens. Growth does not happen in your comfort zone. Growth happens outside of your comfort zone. And we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Marissa Pierce says, make the unfamiliar familiar. Because when you make the unfamiliar familiar, it's no longer scary. It then becomes easy. Again, going back to Tony Robbins, the uncertainty and certainty. I love this concept so much because when you can get the idea, first of all, that it's good for things to be certain and it's good for things to be uncertain. It's good for things to be constant and static as long as we also have things that are changing and evolving, but we also have to know that nothing is going to stay constant and static. And when the time comes for that to change and move, you gotta be okay with it. You gotta be all right taking your hands off and saying, that was such a wonderful thing that brought me so much joy while it was in my life. I'm now ready to let it go and make room for something else to come into my life that has a greater potential to bless me. Perfect example of that is going through your closet. When I go through my closet, through my storage, and I find old things, things that I've had for years that served a purpose for me at one point in time, at one point in time, those were things that I considered good, that brought me what I considered joy and happiness every day that those things were in my life. And because I love those things, I want to hold on to them, right? But the time comes that those things are no longer actually bringing me that level of joy and fulfillment and satisfaction that they were at that time. And now, even though I love that thing and even though it served a purpose in my life, it is no longer serving a purpose in my life and is now causing a halt of energy because that thing is in the way. Energy can't flow freely in my life and around me. And so I take that thing and it might be a pair of shoes. It might be an article of clothing. It might be old Christmas stuff that I'm not going to use anymore. It, it might be feelings for a person that I no longer need to carry. Whatever it is, I can look at that thing and say, you know what? When this was an active part of my life, it brought me joy. When this was an, a daily or near daily piece in my daily life, I was happier because this thing was there. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for the way that my life was different and changed and better because I had this. And now I've gotten all of the good out of it that is realistic for me to get at this time. And now it's causing more of an energy blockage than a blessing. And so it's time for it to go. 
And you can look at that item and you can say, thank you for the joy. I wish you well. And then you can let it go. Whether you throw it away, whether you recycle it, whether you just let it go. And guys, last week we talked about the chakras, the energy centers of the body, and how our body gives us signals of things that we need clues in our life, things that we need to be aware of, things that we should maybe make different decisions about. One really, really big signal that our bodies give us on a regular basis is pain in our hands. And that, let me explain. If you've ever known anyone that had rheumatoid arthritis or a hand injury or whatever it is, it's very common for people as they age to have pain in their hands. The signal that that is, is that is the body telling you, that is the energy in the body telling you, you need to let go of something. There's something that you are holding on to too tightly and you need to let it go. It's a literal signal from your body to your consciousness to tell you you're holding on to things too tightly and it's causing you pain physically and otherwise. And those are the times when you got to say thank you for having that in your life, for the lessons it taught you, for the blessings it brought you, and then let it go. Thank you. I love you. I let you go. That goes back to, probably going to say it wrong, but Ho'opo'ono is about the forgiveness of the past. Thank you. I love you. I let you go. And there's more to it than that. Okay, so what we've talked about today, to summarize, everything is possible. Even the things that aren't possible just take a little bit longer. And you got to know that these things are possible for you. Everything that you've looked at and said, man, I wish I could have that, you can. Everything you've thought of and thought, man, I wish my life was like that. It can be. In fact, you can have so much fun with this by playing with all of the ways that a thing could happen. Um, this can be a game, and you, could, you can do this with your kids. Kids love this kind of game. You can do it with a spouse or a friend. You can say, okay, um, for example, for my, for my friend who wants a house, what is one of the ways a house could come to me? And you could say, well, I could be walking by and see somebody in the driveway and I could stop and talk to them and they could be moving out and the house could be for rent and it could be perfect. That's one way. Um, another way is a ball of money could fall from the sky and hit you in the head and now you could afford whatever house you want. Play with this and go around and come up with the most outlandish ways that anything could happen. But the purpose of this exercise is it opens your mind to what things might be possible. And then when a new one comes, Katie. that shows you what is possible, it's like, oh, okay, that's, that's pretty close to one of the other things that we already thought of. And it's less of a surprise. Remember to embrace uncertainty. When things change, it's a good thing. You need to throw away that old pair of shoes so you can make room in your closet for a new, fancier, nicer, more fashionable current pair. Embrace certainty, but embrace uncertainty and love what you have, appreciate what you have until it's time for it to let it go and then appreciate what it gave you and let it be. Remember 
before you have a thought, there is a state of superposition about what your next thought might be. Before they pull the, the winning lottery numbers, there's a state of superposition in which every single person who bought a ticket has a potential to win. Before you leave your house in the morning, there's a state of superposition that anything could happen to you. And remember, too, that as you watch for those possibilities, the outcome will change in your favor. Remember, I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm just trying to encourage you to think for yourself. And I'm trying to give you some new ideas and concepts that you probably never thought of before. This is Della. Thank you for joining me on another Monday of the Extraordinary Talk Show. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you next Monday. To the men's soccer team, where they went 2-0 this weekend, beating Adam State on Friday and then CSU Pueblo on Sunday. 